Well, good morning, and welcome to another reading of the Bible. We are in Acts chapter 6, verse 1, and we started that uh, reading yesterday, and we're going to finish that uh, verse today. But I want you to picture that you are in gym class, and you have been selected as the PE captain. So we've all experienced this. We know what happens. You're put up front, and you have to select your teammates. You go back and forth, and the first person maybe is selected. If height is important in the game, the tallest person selected first. If speed is important, maybe the fastest person. If skill is important in a particular hand-eye coordination, let's say basketball, it's your ability to shoot, those people are selected first. But at some point, you get down to a group of people who are fairly homogeneous in their height, their speed, their skill, their athleticism. They're all kind of the same. And so you start to look out the crowd, and now it's not as easy to pick. Now you just have to pick probably based on people you know, or maybe people who look like you, or people who you know act like you. You have this internal bias, this internal preference, this internal bent to gather with people who are like you. We all do it. And that's what's happening here in the early church is yes, everything is communal. Yes, everything is shared. These are all the same believers, and yet some of them feel like they're being left out from what the others are getting. So let's read the verse. It says this, But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were grumblings of discontent. Remember, this is the first time we see grumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers, okay, so these are Christian, Jewish. They were former Jews. They're now Christians. They are believing, but they speak Greek. They're Hellenists. They adopted the Roman or the Greek culture when Greek culture was around. So the Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that the, their widows are being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So if you remember in Acts chapter 2, uh, at the end of Acts chapter 2, it said they, were, they had everything in common and no one was in need. There was no need. Well, now a need has arisen. That means that the finances weren't taken care of like they were in Acts chapter 2. People weren't being as generous as they were. And remember Ananias and Sapphira just a few chapters back, they were lying about their giving, trying to puff themselves up. So people's inherent sinfulness is holding them back from being as generous as they once were. The, the newness has worn off and this group has grown and there's people on the fringes who maybe don't believe as tightly as the people at the core. And as a result, there's more widows that need food than there are people being generous with their resources and with their food. So now there's a disparity because there's a bigger need than there is people to meet the need. And when that happens, it's like that basketball game. You come down and you start selecting people that look like you. You start to use a preference of people who speak like you. And so the Greek-speaking believers, the ones who are not you know, as deeply rooted in Aramaic, they're not the ones who are speaking Hebrew, they are, tend to be left out. And they're complaining about it. And what should we do about this? What can we infer from this? Well, number one, there's never going to be a perfect unity among the community. We should strive for it, but it's never going to be perfect. And when we see disparity, when we see prejudice, when we see um, bias rearing its head, when we see that when there's preference among the believers, we should call it out in the right way. That doesn't mean stand up in front of the whole church and yell at somebody, but it does mean if you see a believer, a friend, someone who's filled with the Holy Spirit, 
who is acting this way, maybe just pull them aside and say, hey man, I've noticed this in you. I think maybe it's something that I'd love to pray with you about and maybe you and I can help change it because I see it in me too. None of us are perfect, but we should confront that one believer. If we see it as a gr- like a, a whole church problem, a whole community problem, then we should go to the leaders of that community, that group, that church, um, and we should say, hey, I see this as a problem in my small group. You're always giving preferential treatment for this person to speak. You're giving preferential treatment for this person to uh, to sit in this location or to uh, to do these certain things. And I think it should be more fair. But that's not something that we throw out and to the whole community. It's something we talk to the leadership about. Because when you try to just spread rumors and gossip, you're going to end up creating division and discontent instead of creating unity. The Bible is very clear. Go directly to the source and don't let the sun go down on your anger. Pray about it. If it's something that's really important and you're not overreacting, go talk to the leadership with an open mind and with an open heart. So let me pray for us to be the kind of believers who can create unity and not discontent and division. God, thank you so much for the fact that you have created a way for us to come back to you, a hope to overcome the sinfulness and brokenness in our life. God, we thank you that you are multiplying our churches, that you are allowing people to share the gospel in different places. And God, as that spreads, there's going to be jealousy, there's going to be discontent. And I pray that when it rears its ugly head in our hearts and in our friends' hearts and in our the fellow believers in our community, when it raises its head in those hearts, that we would have the ability to confront it in a godly, loving way, to share the truth in love directly with someone. And if it's in our community at large, God, to be able to bring that to the light with our leadership and ask how we can help to overcome that challenge. God, please direct us in the way that would bring unity to your church, to your bride. God, we love you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.